Hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Marky Worthington Comedy Podcast. This is episode 22. I'm recorded with my buddy Joel P. I've known Joel for years, uh, part of the metal scene and uh, also the comedy scene as well, and that's why we've got him on the show. Uh, for those of you that don't know Joel, he suffers from MS. Um, he, we talk about it a little bit more in the episode. I've known Joel uh, since before his um, official diagnosis, and uh, yeah, it's... we. We, we go back, so it's a good chat. We talk about um, the, the scene over the years and also the, um, the scene now and uh, some of the projects and stuff that he's been part of. And, uh, yeah, it's a good episode. So uh, make sure you uh, listen, uh, li- like, subscribe and share the episode and rate as well. As for dates, uh, we've come along to the basement um, open mic comedy night tomorrow. So uh, 21st of um, July kicks off at eight o'clock and uh, all the comedian spots are already filled so we've got a massive long lineup of uh, comedians for you so i hope you um hope you head on down and have a good night of comedy and i uh, hope you enjoy this episode cheers we've got a special guest here today with joel p how you doing man yeah not bad good to have you on the show dude um We've had you listening to the show already and spoke briefly about doing um, some episodes previously. It's finally come around, so I'm super psyched and keen to have you on the show. Yeah, well, this is my first podcast altogether, so... Yeah, let's see if I can ruin them for you. Yeah. Oh, man, first first time for everything. Um, I feel like if we... if. Bill Macon or Ross Sherman or any of the other guests haven't done it. I mean, it's yeah, up fair to, enough. It's up to you, the king, to try and wreck it for me. Oh. <laughs> now the pressure is on. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So we we're talking before we started the the episode about like um, the Canberra comedy scene and stuff to give everyone a, like a background on um, the on yourself and things like how you came onto the show and all that sort of stuff. You're part of the Canberra comedy scene, which is where this podcast is mostly based. Um, how long have you been doing comedy in Canberra for, man? Well, um, that's weird. I've never thought of myself in this scene, just someone who dabbled <laughs> on the outskirts. Um, yeah, in this scene, I should be able to remember names. But I don't. But back in the day, it was Paul Bentley that yep. I'd done stuff. And I'd done random emceeing, um, the band work where I'd do comedy, um, did trivia, which was a bit of a train wreck <laughs> at times. But that was a lot of fun got to work my chops as yep. someone with a mic. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's where it came about, um, the pot belly. So you emceed there, you also used to do some bar work. Um, was that here, or like at the basement, or was that at the pot belly? I'll just quickly, I didn't emcee the pot belly. Yeah. I need to dig Um <laughs> Just in case there's people out there that are like, no, we didn't. 
<laughs> um, well, I was a question again. Um, so you mentioned that you used to do some some gigs before, and also remember you used to do some bartending as well. Was oh, that yeah. here or at the basement, or was that um, at the Popelli? Ah, uh, the the Popelli here at the basement. Years and years ago, I did a couple of shifts at the ballroom. Yeah. If uh, you remember that one. <laughs> um. But yeah, like doing bar work from you know eighteen, being fanatical about music. To the point where I look back on it and go, ah, cringe. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like all the bands that I've been in have helped me in some way, shape, or form. Yep. Particularly, um, Cockbelch. Um, yep. Who was the last band, and probably the last band I would have performed in. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure if you can hear it um, over the podcast, but I'm speaking slower. And there's a slur, and I swear I'm not pissed. <laughs> um, yeah, something happened with that. Uh, and made stuff and yeah, I'm alright. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that's good to hear, man. Like, um, I remember you telling the the bit at the um when we used to do open mics at Young and Frisky about being cut off because of like yeah. a symptom as opposed to being drunk. There we go. First podcast guest with a handler, a drink handler. Uh-huh. <laughs> What can I say? But yeah, young Frisky, I can't remember the dude's name, but he was rad. He was a really good bomber. <laughs> but he cut me off because I wasn't making eye contact. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people with neurological disorders yeah. have that issue. And autism and a few other things. But um, he cut me off and I took a graciously, I had booze back home. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> I covered. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I went back home and waiting for lunch the next day. Just said, I was cut off last night. Yeah, that was me. Why ask why? He told me because I was making eye contact. Okay, would you kick me out because I can't walk? You know, like, <laughs> that's why there's a sign says yeah. a barman. They can't walk if they slow. But yeah, that was a good time to have me as frisky as the venue, actually. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of cool. 
Yeah, that was one of the um, is one of the original um, venues of the new wave. So the comedy scene started basically from where I when I started, which wasn't that long ago. Uh, I think I'm coming up on three years now. There's pretty much just um, there was um, the Phoenix. Um, there was also Smiths, and they're the only two that were the Constants and the Front. So there was three three rooms once a month. You get one of each, um, and now it, it went up. It peaked at one point. There was five mics in town uh, uh, um, a month. Yeah, and cool. yeah, now we've got a bunch of others like Boardwalk and um, and all that. But yeah, Young and Frisky was kind of in that that switch over between like phoenix and the current ones now and it was just kind of in the middle there but it was a good fun room like it had its moments i emceed there a couple of times i emceed there on valentine's day yeah um and yeah that was interesting because it was like i think i was there for that one awesome yeah no it was one of those things where you're like all right now i'm gonna try and work out who's here that's on a date and who's (laughs) like (laughs) who's not gonna get a second date who's not gonna like who's gonna go home alone all that sort of shit so yeah that was mostly what i spent that that night emceeing doing oh i remember that dude because miller was there the yeah and and he i got him to lift you onto stage that is right and i had to go on housing that night i was i was thinking to myself don't think about it don't speak about it till you're on stage. Yeah. Dumb fucking idea, I tell you, boy. <laughs> I get up there and he says vitriol. Saying, yeah, I'm coming for your housing. <laughs> oh. Man, that was, uh, yeah, so it was a good fun room. It was yeah. rented by Benny Agmalese and Taylor yeah. Coftree. Yeah. Um, both still in the scene, although I believe Taylor's moved to Brizzy now, so... Doing something up there, um, doing comedy up there. This like trying the next, to get away. Trying to get away. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, Benny's been doing some cool stuff. He does like some video stuff and and things. I see him online all the time. He's been on the podcast before. So yeah, cool. Uh, now we're doing more video episodes. It'd be good to have him back. But man, um, like I was saying before, there's there's a few different waves of comedy. And uh, everyone that I spoke to when I wanted to do comedy at the basement was just like, oh, you need to like, you need to think about the early days of comedy at the basement. I was told it was like an early, like kind of a little bit of a um, comedy scene at the basement that was ran way before my time. Were you around for that? Well, I've been with the basement since its beginnings. And I'm trying to think comedy. Like, because I was between here and the popular, yeah. I could have just been distracted with the pod to notice that basement had a comedy yeah, thing. Yeah. But I honestly thought you were the dude to bring it here. 
Yeah, so I I bought it here like last I think last year. Yeah. Um. So it's I've been the one constant like solid basement regular occurrence of it, but I mean the amount of shenanigans that goes on on stage, you could nearly think some gigs were a comedy show. I mean, if you see like obviously with Cockbelt, some of the stuff that some of the shenanigans that um you guys get up to when when. Craig, uh, when uh, sorry, no, when um, Shane's jumping around all through the uh, through the audience and stuff, yelling in people's faces, and yeah, that's the other side of how I know you as well. Like, so people that are listening to the episode might think that we're just buddies from comedy, but like through the live music scene, we've known each other since I moved to Canberra about eight years ago. So, um, and that was when you were with Tranquil Deception. Yeah, wow, yeah, um, that was so ago. So yeah, that I lis- was fun. Band. That was good times, man. It was one of my first Canberra bands that I actually didn't just watch live, but went home and looked up like YouTube. I think there was like two, two like full length videos of your set on YouTube um, yeah, with you doing vocals. Here. Yeah, here, here, yeah, with you doing vocals. They're so. probably still up. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I, I should look at that. Just man. go, wow, you were really drunk. <laughs> Look how rage your face is. <laughs> I've seen that. I've also seen the um, Wretch days as well. Yeah, oh my God, that was the best. Like, you're talking about when I was seeing the band, it was uh, me, Bob, Knife and Dunk. Yeah. Just four of us. Those three dudes being in a band with them was, it was just, uh, like, I didn't have to do anything except write lyrics and belt. And that's amazing. Every other band, where are you? You're wasted, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Chasing them up, but no, they're unbelievably professional. Yeah. And not dicks about it either, you know. If you can't make you couldn't make it. Yeah. Hey, dudes, there's my reason, and they'll go, yeah, cool. Yeah. You know. That's what you want in a good solid um, <coughs> lineup, you know. The yeah, of people that you work with, you want it to be, you know, fluid. Yeah. You don't want to have to think about have they done their job. Yeah. And that was the hard thing about banning Reggie's. That's. Um, when all my symptoms kicked in. So jumping off stage myself and, you know, being a man so I couldn't do without strapping the knee and all sorts of nonsense. Well, so is that like the original... Um, was that like the first time that you like got a s- symptom when you're like playing on stage or? Oh uh, no, I mean, like since I was a kid. Um, but like people have said to me, "Oh, you're dealing with the well." 
Azoric coming. Like my progressive illness. All these symptoms I had when I was about, I think I would have had all of them by 20, between 10 and 20. And um, just randomly, sporadically, freaking out what's going on. Yeah. You know, it's, (laughs) it's pretty insane. But once you get your head around it and take care of yourself. Yeah. Like, I still drink. <laughs> I, like, I prefer to drink alone. Yeah. Um, I have trouble coming out in public to a gig or whatever. And people just want to talk. Yeah. And that sounds bad, but my hearing, my ability to respond on time, um, it's the reason I'm not doing music anymore. Yeah, because yeah. It's irritating for me, and I'm sure... The listeners uh, aren't just listening to voices. Yeah. But are trying to have a structured conversation. And I'm running out of breath. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Let's just get drunk and smile at each other. <laughs> oh, that's fucking awesome, man. Yeah, I, um... I've seen, um, I've seen some, uh, I've seen a lot of, hey, there we go, another one for the drink handler, let's hear it, (laughs) I'm used to having crowds. (laughs) (laughs) No man, it's so I've seen a lot of lot of gigs over the time that I've lived in Canberra, but I've also seen um one mutual comedy gig with you and um Doug Stanhope was here not um not that long ago, the last time he was here. Yeah. Um so that was cool, man. One of our uh, mutual comedy um interests is in alt comedy. I'm Yeah. Saying that Stanhope fits directly. He's probably the leader of that of that at the moment, I think. Yeah. Living like, leader. <laughs> he's brash. He's honest. And he's lived a life. And providing you're not reactionary and losing your shit over a word or whatever. And you hear what he has to say. It's amazing. Especially back in the day when he was pissed. Yeah. Now that he's a bit more aged, he seems to be backing off a bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it also seems that, like, things that he can talk about as far as, like, what's going on in society and stuff, there's probably less things that stimulate that kind of conversation. I feel like, because I've heard his early CDs, 
people were doing more crazy shit, so there was more for him to talk about. But now everyone else has seen... He probably still wants to do the same stuff, but there's less content for him to stim- to stimulate that mindset. Yeah, like... <laughs> that's an interesting thought. Um, but yeah, definitely, like... Today, like nowadays, is a bit, is a lot different than 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, socially, politically, all the ethicalities that people want to use. <laughs> um... <laughs> But, yeah, like, and I think he's kind of fallen into those same trap South Park have. Yep. Where it's like, what's satire anymore? That dude's president, what can we do? <laughs> That's funny that he's not going to top and that's a later, you know. <laughs> yeah, it, it's an interesting. I, I would like to hear more of those thoughts yeah. on today's world. But um, I think he's wrapped up in their dead uh corporate proceedings. Yeah, it's, it's like... um. Previous comedians that have since passed away, I would love to see what Bill Hicks had to say about today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Bill Hicks. He's uh, one of the ones, like, I was a fan of Billy Conley, Rich Pryor. Um, And then when Bill Hicks came along, it changed something in my head. And it was just like, I like this guy. Yeah. You know, he's dark and somehow coming across very puppy-like. Yeah. You know, and he approached everything. And <laughs> I think he, even if he did live to now, he wouldn't be alive because his heart would have just gone bang. You know. Yeah. In light of recent years of politics and social movements he would have been proud of, but definitely the politics yeah. <laughs> would have made him flip. I think so. Like <coughs> the amount that um the amount of social commentary he had just from the nineties it'd be just like Did tenfold now. Yeah, well, he was doing stuff from Bush Senior, you know, like back in the 90s and stuff and talking about couldn't we feasibly use the technology that we use to shoot missiles that people use that to shoot food at hungry people. <laughs> And it, like, yeah, 
he endeared himself to me. He was dead already when I got into him. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he's, he was a genius at it. Yeah. No, that don't give a fuck approach. (laughs) It's beautiful. I think he, between him and Kennison, probably kicked off that whole, like, generation of alt comedy, which Stanhope fits, like, heads up now, I think. Um, Yeah, uh, well... Which probably previously started by, um, like, Richard Pryor and Carlin. Yeah. Like, you can trace comedy back as far as you want. Like, <laughs> Mozart was like the G.G. Allen of classical music. <laughs> the dude was fucked up. And to think that comedians haven't always pushed it is insane. Yeah. Like, people go, oh, Joel, you're just an antagonist. Yeah, maybe so, but I don't know. At least it's funny. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, I won't burn the Stanhope bit, but he was, like, saying, it was along the lines of, um, like, people say that it's a bad thing to make fun. Well, if you think of being able to make fun, isn't that a good thing? Yeah. To make it, to create fun. But, um, yeah, I've been getting into words and sayings and stuff. My favourite one is bloody sick of the mortar. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what the full quote is? I don't know the full quote, no. It's along the lines of the bloodshed on a battlefield is stronger than birth water. Yeah. So it's basically he's saying, yeah, your mates are right, but your family sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. No, that's a good that's a good one, man. Like if you you trace back um all the sayings and stuff, you're like, man, does that even apply now? Like, how often do people go into battle? It's good that it's good that the previous generation of people had to deal with all that shit. So now we have a few good sayings to show for it. Oh, I think <laughs> the sayings may have come from descendants of people that were on the battlefield. So they heard stories and all that. As opposed to people on the battlefield writing prose <laughs> and just getting their jollies that way. You just think that the person that, like... So now, I guess, what would be the equivalent of the person that would just write fucking sayings and shit? Like, middle ages, that would have been like, all right, this guy's like super... Intelligent and It'd be a philosopher. Yeah, a philosopher. It's like highly sought after. Like it's it's like a socialite now. You're just like, dude, you you're just a fucking random person that hangs out with net and networks. Whereas a socialite is considered to be like a fucking great thing to be. And now I'm just like, dude, you're just a fucking person that goes to parties and 
hangs out with people, right? Doesn't everyone should do that? Right? Yeah. <laughs> like part of the reason why I go on to music, the party, man. Like, yeah. Hanging out with friends, having a drink, leads to the music. Perfect. Yeah. You know. That's all you want. The um, Yeah, so the music stuff... It, like I followed you through the last few bands um, and then in Cockbelch. Um, but when it comes to comedy, did you do any comedy before the, the recent stint? Oh, yeah. I did a um, couple of gigs. Uh, punt gig at a new bar. Yep. Um, cause my mom back there. I've done random five minutes here and there with yep. bands that I mean have broken its skin or its <laughs> string. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I know, I've always been a cheeky person. <laughs> so... I think that just has carried on through performing. Uh, and I really do dig the comedy thing. Because if nothing gets done, you've only got yourself to blame. <laughs> you can't pin it on a band member. It's just like... This shit didn't get done. Oh, fuck. That's <laughs> me. I know. <laughs> Whenever I go up and do a set that I'm not 100% happy with or whatever, which is pretty much no set I've ever been 100% happy with, um, I always just go, well, I suppose I've only got myself to blame and that's perfect. fits perfectly into what you said. Yeah. Yeah, like... like that that's a hard thing because you and pretty much every other comic you write your stuff you have it you know you structure it i would love to do that my brain doesn't accommodate that just swirls around constantly so if you see me just go, you know what's happening. <laughs> but yeah, like, so going up on stage, you got to rely on the reflex to be the smart ass. You got to believe in yourself that you can get this point out in some sort of fashion you know that's understandable so did that make sense that made sense it's like when i <laughs> when i mc and i get something i get to the point where um i need to do some crowd work or something you're good cool <laughs> i need to do some crowd work 
I guess that comes down to emceeing when you've got like situations which you need to address. Someone says something, some like a comedian ad- addresses something that you want to do a callback to or whatever. It's that wittiness to be able to work on your feet. Yeah, I just what you were saying then reminded me of a gig. That fucking room in there back before it was current only years ago. Doing that gig, I had uh, all made on drums, so I was playing guitar. Yep. Just that now Reeves passing time kind of deal. And these dudes walked up to the fence, looked me square in the eyes, <laughs> started foaming at the mouth, and then just dropped. <laughs> I think we finished the song, <laughs> at which point I alerted everyone. This is like, who owns the drug fuck dude who just dropped? <laughs> no one owned up. <laughs> Someone called an ambulance. I would have been... Think, Mikey yeah. was working here back then when that happened. Wow, <laughs> remembering stuff. But that dude, that foaming and the fall, <laughs> it was. I don't know. You'd see it on faulty towers. <laughs> it was perfect. <laughs> Oh man! So you mentioned that you did some comedy at Potbelly. Do you know what? Um, how long ago that was? What year did they used to do comedy there? Oh fuck! Just trying to remember. It was uh, 2012. Yeah. I think for roughly give or take. Um. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. That's pretty much when I first walked in here. So this episode, if you haven't guessed already, we're recording it at the basement. Um, I walked in the front door of the basement when I was 19 and <laughs> no beard, emo fringe, walked up to the the bar and uh, handed my resume then. I've pretty much been here ever since. And that was around that same time. <laughs> so, yeah, I, rem- I remember those gigs, Tranquil Deception, all that with... Um, Volvo. With all the original, like, members. Uh, the, um, the time I think Trant had just finished managing here and then they took over with someone else um, for a little bit um, as when Tenon used to run it oh yeah fuck I was out of here by then yeah yeah but yeah I had to change kegs <laughs> from a wheelchair just saying <laughs> yeah so it's been a crazy ride man like we've I've been here for like eight years working working behind the bar and you've seen it before that as well. So, um, I mean, between us, there's a lot of fucking history in this place. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I know from my Metalheads podcast, I've interviewed the guys from Wretch before and, like, um, they were talking, like, Bobby and Benji were talking about um, gigs from, from here from those days as well. 
so so much fucking history, which is what makes me so happy that I've got an open mic here, so that all the like metal community and the comedy community like merges over into one <laughs> one thing. Yeah, that'll be good. I've been like, cause I've been promoting well, not anymore, but I've promoted small gigs around town to get you know people gigs if they want it and stuff. Um, yeah, I've tried the comedy metal thing before. Yeah. Um, I think it'd work better if you had three comedians, three metal bands, and then a chili competition as well. <laughs> you know, it comes in threes, you know. <laughs> It's like if I've got two bits that I want to do on stage, I'm like, well, I need to add, I need to think of a third yeah. so that it works together. And sometimes I'll just be like, all right, so one thing. And then I've even said just like, and something else so that it sounds like I thought about this. Yeah, so it all goes in threes. Yeah, um, yeah. And I'm just always like, oh, there's one thing, then another thing, and then I'm like, oh, I have to think of something else so that this actually makes sense as a three-part. And I don't even mind just being like addressing the first thing and then just saying something else and then being like, oh, yeah, and a third thing because apparently I should have a third thing to make this a full bit and just l- leave it like that. I, I had a segment that I was working on. It was like life advice from a bartender is what the working title was. And I had two things, and for the, I just could not think of a, a third thing. <laughs> so I ended up having to split it into two parts and just making like two completely different bits, bits yeah, out yeah. of that, which is crazy. So like when someone goes up on stage, um, it's probably obvious with me that I think about shit and write it all down and stuff. But uh, with a professional comedian... <laughs> it, <laughs> It would, it's, it seems more natural where someone would just be like, well, did he just think of all that just then? Was he just ranting or whatever? But with me, it's like back to knowing that if I go bad, I'm the one that fucked up. Cause I know I'm like, damn, I didn't write that thing down or I didn't think of that extra, extra bit to come up with. Well, the hard thing about writing bits is you won't know works or not until you put it to an audience and (laughs) in the kind of humor that we double in that could be you know a complete game changer (laughs) (laughs) or it could be something really positive yeah but um yeah, I really wish I could write material, but I make do with what I can do. So my life is being on my bed, triggering myself yeah. to think of things. You know, I might watch. Old school Simpsons, yep. old action, like 80s, 80s horror. And just trying and get juices flowing 
ideas happening and I'll flick over to the news because I'm a psycho. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> and and then the news just does something else to me and I just talk to myself and hopefully the good bits stick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, your method goes well on stage, man. You're one of the favourites in, in Canberra. So it's good to have you on the show and good to uh, hear a little bit more about what happens behind the mind of yourself. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm not going to tell you everything. Like I said, a little a, a little, little bit. bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all. That's all. Well, that's all they can handle, I think, the audience. <laughs> so. But yeah, man, it's been good having you on the show, and I've got you on the stage for the um, the next open mic at the basement. Twenty first, twenty first. So yeah. that one's going to be on the main stage. Oh, I had that. Yeah, so beautiful. Um, which will be if you listen. What about this bad boy? Oh, we'll we'll sort we'll hook you up. We'll do the usual handover of the mic down off the top or whatever. Oh, okay, cool. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, it's um, one of those things, man. It's, We've got um, we've got that lined up, and also it'll be this episode will drop the day before that. So come out tomorrow and and check out the um, yeah, the yeah comedy yeah. open mic. Yeah, Tuesday and it's Monday today. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not Friday. <laughs> uh, people know we record them early, but <laughs> people just listen to them on the day. So come out tomorrow and fucking check out the open mic. And yeah, we we could. Who else have we got? Oh, we got a full build, I mean. Yeah, so I've I've. This is the biggest open mic I've ever done. Oh. Um, it's the largest lineup. Um, and it's also the uh, fastest it's ever completely booked out. So, um, it should yeah. be good, isn't it? it should be good. Yeah, we got a whole bunch of people. We've even got um interstate people. From from around the area, New South Wales that want to come in and and um and and try to give their it hand. a crack. People that have moved to Canberra in the last twelve months that used to do comedy that you know haven't found a spot to do it until now. Yeah, or have been kept inside by fires and yep. pestilence and. <laughs> uh, that's a great word. Pestilence. So there's two takeaways from the show. It's pestilence and blood is thicker than water. Yeah. Just, there we yeah. go. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, everyone, for listening so far. And um, thanks to Joel P for being on the show, man. Oh, thank you, Brian. Cheers. Cheers.